Hello and welcome to Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And today we're we're dealing with um I mean we're dealing with a couple Disney worlds. We're also dealing with the fallout of our of our crimes for last week. We're cleaning up our act. Uh I've been doing community service all day. Oh. I I'm sorry. We must have not communicated very well because I've been getting nastier than ever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, f- I thought I was very specific. No, I, I was, I've been doing graffiti and um, <laughs> generally just being a real rapscallion all around town. What kind of graffiti are, are you, are you just, do you just have like a, a personal tag? Are you doing like, are you leaving messages around town? No, it's promos for our show. <laughs> okay. I'm all about the brand. You're just, it, it's just climbing up uh, above the freeway and just sounds about light at noisespace.xyz slash category slash. <laughs> uh, no, it's do you like feet? Listen to sounds about light. Oh, God. I think I need to retire that's, that joke. That's going to be so confusing. Yeah. Well, Sora's got, right, well, got the biggest feet, the biggest shoes. He's got huge shoes, tiny feet. Oh, that's right. It's all. You don't know what's going on under there. <laughs> it's true. He's he's just got two stumps. Mm-hmm. Well, I've I've uh, I've been born again uh, <laughs> to try to make things right, but I guess uh, it'll just even out to to nothing. So that's that's fun for us. That's good. Uh, what do we What do we got this this time? We got Atlantica. We got Halloween Town, and we're gonna meet. Winnie the Pooh himself in the Hundred Acre Wood. No Neverland, I decided, because there's way too much fucking shit going on there. Yeah, I agree. There's there's plenty of stuff we, here. Did we even see Riku this week? No, Who? no, didn't see Riku. We didn't see Maleficent. Like, it's kind of um, untethered from a lot of the rest of the plot this week. <laughs> uh boy. Uh, but you know, King Triton is here in Atlantica to, to really tickle your brain with some shit. Yeah. To be a bad dad, but that's kind of his thing. So, yeah. Uh, do I have any, any notes, any apologies to make? I don't think so. Uh, Ooh, well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do it at the end. Uh, because I have, uh, I have gone back and fleshed out a crackpot corner on, uh, Monstro in space, oh. which I mentioned last time. That's exciting. Also, I've been playing Final Fantasy X, so I'm a reprehensible piece of shit after all. I don't, I don't, I don't know how those things are connected, but sure. Oh well, you haven't seen how much uh, <laughs> Blitzball I've played. I, 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 I'm, I'm the Blitzball defender, so I, I'm, I'm on board <laughs> with all that. I, I paused because I was legitimately about to say Blitzball by mistake. <laughs> uh. No, it's 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 going great though. I mastered the jacked shot on my first second try. Perfect. I'm I'm recruiting Albed Al- from the from the bed and breakfast. The Albed and breakfast. The Albed are really tough. That's that's the right call. Yeah, and I I've been having a great time, even though it kind of sucks ass. <sighs> Kinda, but I, I I don't know. There's a certain charm to that game. Do you do you remember? I don't know when you would have last played Blitzball. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the uh, AI being quite so shit. Oh yeah, it's, I mean, oh you mean Blitzball specifically? Yeah, Blitzball's not good, but I like it. They will they will get the ball and then they'll just like swim around in circles. Yeah, they get to your goal and then they pass it back to their own goal. 
Yeah, you basically, if you lose in Blitzball, it's because the other team just has, like, characters whose HP is ridiculous or, like, just, you know, yeah, and they just, like, run through you, essentially. Yeah, it's no good. Hopefully Sora will play Blitzball in Kingdom Hearts 4. God, I hope so. Maybe then I'll play a Kingdom Hearts game. (laughs) You just want to play Blitzball. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the first thing I have here that I, I assume probably you wouldn't have seen is, uh, if you go back to Traverse Town after leaving Monstro's Mouth, uh, Pinocchio and Geppetto just have a house now. I did not see that. That's, that's good. Good for them. I'm glad to hear. They're fine. Yeah. They're safe and sound. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio gives you a, a wooden puppet themed keyblade, which is pretty good. Hmm. Uh, and Geppetto, uh, gives you the blueprint for a Geppetto-themed gummy ship. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what it looks like. I'm just imagining Geppetto's silly face flying through outer space. <laughs> I was thinking it was just, like, a little workshop flying through space. Um. <laughs> Make way! <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, that's... That's not important, but I did want to mention it because mm-hmm. of Geppetto's head. Uh, Atlantica. Yeah. Donald explains uh, in a cutscene that you probably didn't see that his magic will allow them to land without drowning. Oh, that's good. Uh, we don't... Is it... Oh, is this our first transformation? I think so, yeah. And it, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> actually, this is our first and second and... That's all of them for Kingdom Hearts 1 are going to be in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we meet uh, uh, Donald Octopus, Goofy Turtle, and Sora Dolphin Mermaid Man Boy. Sora's really thrilled about it. He's super happy to be a merman. You know what? It's it's great. I I wish that they did this kind of stuff more. Yeah. No, I was like, this is cool. Um, I'll talk about it more, but I like... (laughs) I think you've said this is a bad part to play, but I this I actually really liked Atlantica from a, a viewer perspective. I I think it, it looks really nice. I love the character transformations. It's it's really just like the level design is kind of shit. Because sure. the fact that you can like swim up and down means it's kinda hard to like get the player to go any particular direction i don't know if you would have seen in any of the cutscenes that there's just like like trident diagrams all over the walls no no i don't think i saw that yeah those are literally just like pointing you to the palace because it's impossible to know where you're going otherwise good yeah i mean underwater levels are kind of bad usually unless the game is like designed around water Mm -hmm. like uh, Shamu's deep sea adventure. I was thinking like Subnautica, but yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Well, we'll agree to disagree on that one. Uh, that's not true. I love Subnautica. Uh, so Ariel, Flounder, and Sebastian swim over, and Flounder just like immediately calls them out for looking like a bunch of freaks. Yeah, I didn't like this. I didn't like this language. You said it's. You're, are you one of them? That's what Flounder says, and I did not like his tone. I don't even know. I he must have meant heartless. He meant heartless. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it's just a. I mean, it's a bad guess, if anything. Yeah, clearly have hearts, man. There's no holes in these chests, <laughs> except for Donald. Uh, uh, 
Sora's excuse is basically that they're from a, a faraway ocean and they need a swimming tutorial. <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to sw- we don't know how to swim in my ocean. <laughs> I'm from one of those oceans where we just walk around on yeah. the ground. No, we, oh, we just we ground. We, that's it. We lay entirely still and let the currents like blow us around. We're all jellyfish. <laughs> ah, that's the life. Yeah. Sebastian is furious for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's mad that uh, that um, Ariel's been running off and stuff. That's that's the only thing I can think of. Right, right, because he he's been ordered to keep her contained within the palace mm-hmm. and not doing a very good job. I don't really know what Triton expects from him. Yeah, I mean that was always a problem in the movie too. It's like, well, I'm a I'm a little crab. What am I? What am I supposed <laughs> to? Do? What am I supposed to do? Okay, I will I will pick you up and I will put you on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I <laughs> I say that as if I, in real life, would get anywhere near anything that could pinch me. You know, I've actually spent a decent amount of my <laughs> youth crabbing, so I'm, 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 I'll, I'll do it for you. <laughs> oh, cool. What a team we are. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can put all the crabs on all the shelves. Uh, yeah, but it's not usually part of crabbing, but I could, I could probably do that too. <laughs> what does crabbing entail? Well. Usually, okay, good. We'll talk about this. Um, usually, yeah, we, I don't, I don't feel like we really have that much lore to get into this week. <laughs> okay, well, usually you get on the little boat and you drop these pots into the ocean with like some meat in it, and the crabs crawl inside, and they can't get back out, and you pull them back up and pull them out of the pot, um, and then you take them home in a bucket. Uh, you can also do a thing which I did like only twice, which is you get a stick and you put some chicken wire on the end of it and you poke it at a crab that you waited around in the shallows to find. And then it grabs onto the chicken wire and you pull it back out and then you put it in a bucket. Hmm. So. Th- and that's what they call the deadliest catch. <laughs> I think. Th- is that what the deadliest catch is about? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I assumed it was like deep ocean, like, like uh, salmon fishing or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just ask people that whenever they tell me about anything they've done. <laughs> okay. Is that what Deadliest Catch is about? No. Someday you'll find out. Someday you'll meet <laughs> someday a human. Someday someone will watch Deadliest Catch. Yeah, no one has yet, but some someone will. I don't know why they keep making the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a note that I like, because we, we know now about the princesses of heart. Mm-hmm. We learned about them kind of at the end of uh, Wonderland, or ish. Uh. It's pretty funny to me that, like, Alice is a princess of heart and not Ariel, which I have to assume is just because of the logistics of Maleficent having to, like, keep her in a tank. Oh, is she not? She is not a princess of heart. What the fuck? I think they just probably were like, we can't, we can't have a, a, a mermaid get kidnapped. She'll, she'll drown in the air. But she turns into a, a human woman. In the movie, just do that. Not in this. Yeah, tr- true, but you, I mean, Maleficent can do it, you would think. I don't know. That's fine. <laughs> I guess it would be weird, though, at that point, if it, if, it, if she's like, God, I just, I want to explore other worlds. I want to, I want to have legs and walk around. And then Maleficent shows up and she's like, I'm kidnapping you. Have these legs. Yeah. That's fair. And Ariel's like, oh, this is great. Thank you. I mean, that's I, exactly what I wanted. I wouldn't put a passable to just put her in a tank. And that's like the, the messed up thing that Ariel has to deal with. But um, I mean, it, it kind of sounds good now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it, but that's fine. <laughs> well, maybe 
again, maybe in Kingdom Hearts 4. Maybe when they remake Kingdom Hearts 1, we'll get Ariel in a tank. <laughs> I hope. We can only hope. Uh, here's, here's the other thing about Atlantica and about Halloween Town, which we'll be getting to afterwards, is, uh, it has ruined my life because I just have Under the Sea stuck in my head all day, every day now. It's a good song. It is good. I just, I, and I'm not exaggerating. I think I literally think about it every day, every day. I think I literally get it stuck in my head every day. That's a lot, that's a lot of days and that's, (laughs) that's less good. Yeah, it's pretty much my life is just going back and forth between having Under the Sea stuck in my head and having uh, This is Halloween stuck in my head. Hmm. So this is this is a very traumatic episode for me. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe you should try doing some crabbing to, to get it out of your mind. Mm, but then then I will just have it stuck in my head even even bigger. Hmm. Well, I was I'll have could... under the sea base boosted eight hours stuck in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe there is no helping you. <laughs> yep, there it is. I'm fucked. Okay, uh, we we meet the jellyfish heartless and they fight them. Uh, Ariel says, "Please come to palace." I'm a little I'm a little sad because Sebastian mentions that he's going to teach them self-defense, and and then the, the Heartless show up before he can do it, and I really wanted to know how Sebastian was going to teach them to do anything. <laughs> he just pulls out a fucking giant <laughs> rocket launcher. It's like, <laughs> it's like, if anyone looks at you funny, you just give them one of these. Atlantico's an open carry uh, kingdom, so. <laughs> I mean... It, clearly not, because Triton famously leaves his incredibly important trident just sitting behind his <laughs> desk. Yeah, yeah. I, he has a lot of hubris. I, I, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. They they get to the palace. Triton is there. Uh, he he says the classic thing that you like to hear a character say, which is, "As long as I have this trident, these creatures will never come into the palace." Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna say that, you gotta keep an eye on it. Well, no, he just said they'll never come in, so he doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> There's got to be like a like a twelve hour window after you say something that fate tempting, where you're just like, okay, I am I am iron grip on this trident. Yeah, you don't just put it behind your chair and leave. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so Ariel, like, introduces them. Uh, Goofy says that they're here for the keyhole, and that really sets Triton off. Yeah, he doesn't... He's like... He doesn't want this key going anywhere near his daughter. Yeah, he's he's like, I saw what you did to that door. <laughs> he's like, uh, there, there's, no, there's no such thing as the keyhole, and also, don't go anywhere near the grotto. <laughs> Yeah, and certainly don't uh, solve a little puzzle. Yeah, that w- that would be the worst thing. Um, Ariel does a thing here that I really dislike, which is someone old enough to marry a prince calling their father daddy. <laughs> How old is she supposed to be? I don't. I don't know if I want to know because I feel like I feel like characters like Ariel are just in this weird space where it's like I don't know. She's like eight or twenty. Yeah, I probably I'm probably supposed to be eighteen. I would guess because <laughs> Disney doesn't want to get sued or whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, let's <laughs> let's just accept that and move on. Yeah. Uh, Triton is like, I mean, 
the the man who who puts the trident behind his chair and then fucks off he's like he's like ariel you left the palace i told you not to do that and sebastian i told you to watch her so she can't leave the palace now ariel i don't want you leaving the palace again and ariel just leaves the palace <laughs> and then he's and then triton is like Hang back, Sebastian. I need to have a word with you. Like he's not even fucking trying. He's bad. He's bad at this, and he's a bad dad. <laughs> he's like, he's being like an asshole, oppressive parent, but he's also like facilitating her disobeying him. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, he is this. He's like the worst kind of dad, and then bad at being the worst kind of dad. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't like that. I never, I never liked this guy. I never, I think I only saw The Little Mermaid a few times, but mm. I just, he, he fucking sucks. Yeah. Play, I'm, I'm putting that flag down. Yeah, I, I, I saw this one a lot because my sisters watched it a lot, and that's how I've seen most. Oh, my girlfriend has, has sent me a message from the other room. Ariel has a line in the movie that's like, I'm 16 years old, I'm not a child. Hmm. Okay. So there, there it is. She still shouldn't be calling uh, Triton, da- Triton Daddy. <laughs> this is another another flag we're putting in the ground. <laughs> if, yeah. you ca- if you call your dad Daddy, you you better be eight years old. <laughs> That's right. This. <laughs> uh, I guess. So, I guess. I'm, you know what? Maybe I have reform. Maybe I'm no longer a nasty boy. I don't. I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> we're now very, very uptight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although I don't know. Because now I'm just thinking about Mike Pence calling his wife mother. So Mommy. Who's, who's to say uh, what what is good or bad? I'll, I, me, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so they they leave, uh, and Sebastian asks about the keyhole, and Triton's like, "Ah, don't ask about the keyhole." Uh, he tells he tells Triton that he thinks that the heartless are coming from Ursula's grotto. Yeah, and then. And then Triton is like, you failed me, Sebastian. And Sebastian is like, please have mercy. And we just fade to black on his terrified <laughs> face. Yeah, I... Why do you do it, Sebastian? Why do you put up with all this? I, th- I thought he was going to kill him. <laughs> Maybe. I thought that Sebastian would not appear again. And then next time we go to the palace, Triton is like picking crab out of his teeth you know the thing about crabs is it's kind of hard to tell crabs apart that could be a different sebastian is he is he even a crab is he a a crayfish i don't know what he is he doesn't look like a crab i will say this much but i kind of get it because it's sort of hard to give real crabs expressive faces what is sebastian i think he's supposed to be a crab he's just a real fucked up crab what is he he is a crab yeah just the person that drew him has never seen a crab (laughs) <laughs> that was that was their uh excuse when everyone was like why is there a, a penis in the on the poster and they're like i i'm sorry i've never seen a castle before yeah or a penis i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and then the artist pulls down his pants and there's a castle down there oh mystery solved so sebastian's dead uh we go to ariel's grotto a lot of grottos in this one yeah we're gonna we're gonna be saying the word grotto a lotto. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel shows them her famous collection of garbage from the surface. Uh, she and Sora kind of bond over their their desire to see other worlds, which is nice. 
Yeah. And she uh, she offers to help them find the keyhole. They steal all her mega elixirs and cottages, and they roll out. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is just Final Fantasy shit, but it, it is very funny that Ariel is like, I've got forks and and old clocks, and in that box I have a whole cottage. Wait, what do you mean by I don't know what the what about the there's cottages? Oh yeah, that's like a that's like a classic Final Fantasy item. Tents and cottages. Oh right, okay. Yeah. I think I'm just more aware of tents, not cottages, so Yeah, I think I think cottages might be HP and MP, maybe. Oh, uh, okay. Alright. Anyway. I mean it's a weird fucking item in Kingdom Hearts, considering that you can what this doesn't matter. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Flotsam and Jetsam are spying on them, and they report to Ariel. Uh, that's that. Tursla, yeah. Did I say Ursula? You said Ariel. Whoops. Uh, they find a, a sunken ship somewhere that has, like, a... What is this? There's, like, Ariel's grotto has, like, a little recess for a trident token-shaped thing. Yeah, it's, like, glowing, and then... Trident comes and, and then they it. find yeah. the trident, the crystal trident in a sunken ship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know why they decided at this point in in the game they were like, we need to establish new rules for how the keyholes show up. Yeah, yeah. I um, I had to Google what was going on with this because I was very confused. Yeah, it basically it's like Ariel's grotto is where the keyhole is, but you reveal it by putting this crystal trident into this slot mm-hmm. that's just on the wall. But also, you can reveal it with Triton's trident. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess they were like, we definitely want the keyhole to show up here, but we can't think of any better reason for it to not show up immediately. That's <laughs> weird. It's uh, weird. Yeah. They get attacked by a shark, and they kill a shark. It continues to be very weird watching them fight, like, animals. Yeah, it's bizarre. It should be, like, a heartless <laughs> Although shark. Although that's going to get even weirder in Halloween Town. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they they go back, they put the thing in the thing, Triton shows up, he says, Ah, don't do that, he destroys the crystal trident. Uh, and then Ariel leaves in tears, and... This is a weird, weird moment that is a big, big question mark, is that Triton confronts Sora mm-hmm. and says that he knows that they're from another world, and he says that he knows that Sora is the key bearer, yep. which he was able to tell because of how bad Sora is at swimming, for the record. <laughs> right. You may fool Ariel, but you can't fool me. You don't know your dorsal fin from your tail. <sighs> and he says that the key bearer shatters peace and brings ruin and he tells them to leave yeah what the fuck i i just gotta assume it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know key key masters keyblade masters only show up when stuff's bad so people are like oh you're the you're the reason stuff's bad i guess so i'm gonna be keep it because there have been a couple prequels now and you don't go to atlantica in any of them so Gonna be keeping a big ol' eye out if any more Atlantica stuff ever happens, because 
I, I don't know how he knows about this shit. Oh, he's on, like, the Disney World's forum with all the other um, <laughs> leaders of the different Disney Worlds, and they're all talking. He gets the oppressive Disney parents uh, yeah. <laughs> newsletter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Oh, uh, Ariel is, like, approached by Flotsam and Jetsam, and they tell her that they know someone who can make all her dreams come true. So I guess, I guess in this, uh, she doesn't know who Ursula is yet. I actually don't... You know what? Like I said, I've only seen Little Mermaid once or twice as a kid. I don't really know who Ursula is, come to think of it. Uh, she's the sea witch. I guess she's the sea witch. Mm-hmm. Did Triton say something like she was exiled or something? Yeah, I think it's like she used to be part of the court or whatever, but then she was evil and got, like, kicked out. Well, there you, there you have it. Ariel doesn't know her is the point. Yeah. Uh, but she shows up and <laughs> she says in the least suspicious tone of voice ever, like, I just love to help people. Yeah, Ariel doesn't really pick up on, like, social cues very well. I mean, she's only 16. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, she, what is she, she says that she tells Ariel that Sora and his friends are from another world. So Ariel's like, oh, that means that they can take me to another world. But Ursula's like, uh, 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 they were only able to get here using the keyblade and you don't have a keyblade. And Ariel's like, oh, but she says you have something special of your own. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we know what she's talking about. Well, that's why I was like, is she a princess of heart? Is that what that means? Does she just mean that you can help me steal the trident? That's probably what she means. I guess she's probably just lying. Yeah, probably just lying. I don't know. I Maybe she's being... <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, well... Oh, no, yeah, she is... Oh, wait. Oh, no, because she, she tells uh, Ariel that the keyhole is in the palace, which turns out not to be true. So I guess maybe like Maleficent to Jafar, maybe she's lying or maybe she's simply wrong. But uh, she asks Ariel to sneak her into the palace without her dad knowing. So she does. And the trident is just floating, fully unattended. Behind the throne. They'll never check behind the throne. Yeah. Nobody checks behind the furniture. Yeah. Well, there's no one in, There's no one else in this kingdom. Again, it's a very empty place, so he's just like... <sighs> yeah, it's not really until Kingdom Hearts 3 that they have the uh, processing power to render a population of a world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do forget sometimes how, like, empty these worlds feel in the older games. Um, but yeah, she takes the trident. Oh, no. Sora swims in and Ursula is cackling. This is confusing because Ursula has the trident and is like cackling to herself in victory. And Triton is just like in the throne, like looking like he's been beat up. Yeah, I I guess that happened off screen. I guess it doesn't matter. They they didn't want to animate a cool fight scene between two uh, water people. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Tri- Triton probably would have just like laid down anyway. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the trident. Yeah. What's he going to fucking do? Yeah. <laughs> Get her, Sebastian! <laughs> click, 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 click. Uh, so, <laughs> Ursula is like, <laughs> Ursula's like, well, time for me to keep my end of the deal. I'll take you to see another world, Ariel. The realm of darkness. <laughs> wow. I, do, I feel like she... <laughs> 
I I feel like she doesn't need to do that. I mean, she can't anyway, because it turns out that the keyhole isn't here. But that's just so over the top. And I, I really respect it. And Ariel would probably be like, cool, that sounds great. I'd like to see somewhere else. <laughs> Darkness. Ah, interesting. Th- thanks. Do you mean like, thanks, mommy. like the deep waters? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the keyhole's not here. We get a... I'll, I'll have to... I'll have to add uh, dub this one in in post, but we get an incredible Ursula. What? <laughs> yeah, it rules. The keyhole is not here. What? Yeah, so Sora. This is where Sora shows up. It's weird. He he swims in at the beginning of the cutscene, but then he swims in again halfway through the cutscene. <laughs> I I don't know. Unreliable narrator. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, Atlantica. Atlantica is a a troubled world. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she leaves, Triton tells them to get the Trident back, uh, oh my god, how did I miss the, the part where Sebastian is spying on them when they're in Ariel's grotto? It's, it's like, it's not really important, it's just really funny. I don't know if I had this part it's it's just like one shot of him at the end of their of their conversation in the grotto. They just cut to Sebastian. It's just the framing of the shot where he just looks so tiny in this <laughs> tunnel. <laughs> All right, I I tweeted it if anyone wants to see it. Looks really good. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so yeah, Sebastian, who like moments ago betrayed Ariel to her dad, is like I'm right behind you guys. Which does not inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, he's not a good swimmer because he's a crab. <laughs> That's true. He's not. He's not a good swimmer, and he can't fight. Yeah, but he'll be there. I. It would be cool if he was like a pistol shrimp or something. If he could do the little like, like laser beam snap. Yeah, or if he had like a gun. <laughs> or if he was like a hundred feet tall. That would be great. I can think of many ways that Sebastian could have been really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what if he was Cloud Strife? Okay. Uh, what if... What if Sebastian... No, these are mostly just guns. Um, no, I guess there's not really that many ways to make him cool. No, it's just if he was a different character, maybe. <laughs> what if he was What if he was Cloud? What if he was Squall? Mm-hmm. What if he was Titus, but with better shorts? What if he was the guy from the the Quiet Man? I don't know what what's the Quiet Man. Is that the name of the game? It's a different Square Enix game. It's the one with the deaf main character. It's the Quiet Man. Never mind. This is a good joke if you don't know what it is. Are you talking about John Krasinski? No, I'm talking about the Quiet Man. You don't know about the <gasps> wait. Oh shit! I think I. Yeah. Was this? Is this like an FMV game? No, it's like a like a action beat 'em up um with like no sound for a bunch of it because your character's deaf and Yeah, like, yeah, fuck, I forgot about this. No, there there is like there are like FMV cutscenes. There are yeah, FMV it's not cut an FMV scenes. game. Yeah, yeah. It's not FMV. Yeah. It oh it's like total God. nonsense and bad to play. It's great. Jesus. And I totally anyway, forgot about anyway, what if, what if Sebastian man. was the quiet man? <laughs> what if Sebastian was the quiet man? One of the cool characters I can think of. I mean, with with that fake horrible accent, I kind of wish he was. <sighs> yeah, yeah. 
I think I should qualify why I said I like Atlantica. I mean, I mostly like it because what I like, <laughs> what I like in these games is when they go to a Disney World and it isn't just like watch a worse version of the Disney movie that you know. Right. Like right. I like that they go here and it's like different stuff, which is kind of like yeah. what like, what I would have want. Like to me is like the promise of Kingdom Hearts is like see these characters. And watch them interact in ways that you're not used to and, like, doing things you, you, you aren't familiar with. Which, again, I like Halloween Town because Halloween Town is just, like, a whole new story and it's great. Um, but uh, but in general, yeah, Little Mermaid is not the best source material, so there's still problems here. Yeah, I that's why, like, uh, when we eventually get to Kingdom Hearts 3, like, the Toy Story one is so... I've, I don't know if this is true. I've heard that the Toy Story world is canon to the timeline of toy story i've heard people say that too but i'm like i that's that sounds like bullshit to me <laughs> it seems like it couldn't possibly be yeah but uh <laughs> but yeah the toy story world is so good it's it's just an original story with sora donald and goofy with buzz and woody and then you get to frozen where they just watch the movie frozen yeah the little mermaid one is is it's it's not just the Little Mermaid story. Yeah. It's not great to play, and Sebastian is kind of just weird and doesn't make sense as a character, but it it is its own thing, which I appreciate. Yeah. And it's blue, which is great. Yeah, and you get to be a cool uh, merman, and I and I love Goofy the turtle. Tur- turtle Goofy is so good. Yeah. I, Octopus Donald, also really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what happens here? Uh, they fight Ursula. They... <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you get the, did you get the part of the cutscene where Triton explains how to win the boss fight before you go? <laughs> no, that sounds good. I mean, last time I talked about the, the cave of wonders text box where it's just like, fight the eyes of the cave. <laughs> But this time we've got Triton in his throne, like, nursing his wounds, and he's like, You can beat her by striking her cauldron with magic. Okay. Good. It'll turn different colors corresponding to the spell you should use on it. Man, that would have sucked to maybe find out for yourself (laughs) during a fight. (laughs) I think it's mandatory that he tells you before you go, but... Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, another moment where I'm just like, I, they, this clearly like they play tested it and players didn't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sebastian takes you there. Uh, I really like the. I don't know if any of it is in cutscene actually, so I don't know if you would have seen uh the journey into her her lair because it's like this very like atmospheric like cavern with like glowing red like lava uh what you call it oh, do you go past the polyps and stuff you do go past the polyps oh, the polyps are good the polyps are very creepy. yeah yeah uh and then <laughs> here's a great moment <laughs> this is one that i would love to put the audio in but it doesn't make any sense as audio when you get there donald and sebastian both like like action pose at ursula and they're like we're gonna fuck you up ursula and she just like turns and looks at them and kind of grimaces and they both scream in terror (laughs) yeah it was like a funny little comedy bit but it didn't really make a lot it doesn't make sense for donald really i don't think 
No, I don't think Donald's not really, he's not really a coward like that. No, and like, he doesn't have any, I mean, he's a powerful mage. I don't know why he'd be so scared. Yeah, it makes sense for Sebastian. But yeah, say what you will about Donald Duck. He is, he's a brave, he's a brave wizard. Yeah. I, I have to say, uh, R.I.P. Uh, Ursula's voice actor, Cat, Pat Carroll. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she's really great, but she, as an elderly woman doing video game voice acting, has some hilariously bad line reads. Oh, really? <laughs> At the end of the fight, you, like, kill Flotsam and Jetsam, seemingly, and she watches them, like, poof out of existence, and she just goes like, Ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's like she's grossed out to watch her pets die. Ew. Ew. I, uh, I mean, a dead eel would be gross Ew, looking. You killed my eels. Gross. <laughs> so they beat her, and then she swims through a hole, and Sora learns how to swim really fast. Oh. I don't, I don't really know what happened here. <laughs> the, the gameplay of this is that... Uh, the final boss arena uh, is at the end of a tunnel with a strong current, so you have to beat her to learn how to swim fast enough to push through it. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's a very weird moment. That yeah, that sounds bizarre. Uh, I did post a picture uh, of the boss fight I, against Giant Ursula when she she's like, "I rule the seas," and she uses the trident to make herself gigantic. It's a good photo. Uh, did you see her eyes? Yes. Yes. It's the whole fight. Really? Like, they 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 could not make the eyes track Sora properly. It's great, though. I love... It's really funny yeah, that her she, eyes are just constantly drifting in different directions. So she just tracks him with one eye at a time? Is that kind of how it works? I... It's I I've tried so hard to understand what the eye tracking is doing. It'll be like, one eye will fix on Sora... And then the other will just kind of go off and do its own thing for a second before remembering it's supposed to track him. What what if it, like, has tracking on, like, Donald and Goofy as well and it gets getting confused? Well, that just would make her the ultimate warrior. It's true. <laughs> All the best fighters have their eyes going in different directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they win the fight and she shrinks and screams and they take back the trident. Mission solved. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't have to ram a ship into her. In what, what I think is that is like one of the most disturbing deaths in a Disney film. I think is Ursula's death in the movie. It's pretty intense. I do remember her death. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, we'll get to it in two, but because she does, she does return in Kingdom Hearts two. They they didn't kill her dad. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, apparently the the death that Ursula originally had in the movie. Uh, before they changed it to her getting rammed with a ship, mm-hmm. uh, they they actually did end up making it her death in Kingdom Hearts two. So that'll oh, be fun. Okay, great. Uh, anyway, they they take back the Triton, and Triton's like, "I should have let you follow your heart." Sorry. <laughs> yeah, this is where he explains like the the crystal trident reveals the keyhole and it's too dangerous but i think that sora can lock it and it turns out that i can also reveal the keyhole with my trident so i'll just go ahead and do that <laughs> i love when he's like he's like sora 
will you seal the keyhole? And Sora's like, yeah, that's why we're... <laughs> that's why yeah, that was kind of the whole point. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my bad. Yeah, it does kind of beg the question sometimes. You know, I, I thought that they were looking for Kyrie still, but it sort of seems like now he's just, you know, sealing up keyholes, which is good. Um, But there's no Princess of yeah, Heart. Yeah, I think... I guess he doesn't know about... Does he know about the Princess of Heart yet? He doesn't actually know that. He doesn't know about that yet, yeah. I don't think. But yeah, I think that your version kind of glossed over it in theater mode, but that was the conversation that he had with Leon when they went back to Traverse Town, that he was like, he told them about the hearts of the worlds and the keyholes, and he basically said like, just go travel the worlds, lock those keyholes, you'll probably find your friends on the way. I don't know. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have Ansem report number three now. You get them out of order, which makes for some fun uh, uh, ways of doling out the Ansem story. Oh, that sounds good. I like that. Uh, so here's what we got this time. Uh, do I want to do an Ansem voice? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I can't. I can't really do. It. I'll, I'll do my. I best. don't. What is the Ansem voice? I don't actually. I'm not sure. The shadows that crawl beneath the castle. Are they the people who lost their hearts, or incarnations of darkness, or something entirely beyond my imagination? All my knowledge has provided no answer. One thing I am sure of is that they are entirely devoid of emotion. Perhaps further study will unlock the mysteries of the heart. Fortunately, there is no shortage of test samples. They are multiplying underground even as I write this report. They still need a name. Those who lack hearts... I will call them the Heartless. Pretty good choice of names. I'll give, I'll give that to him. <laughs> you know, I think that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, Ansem uh, in his castle. I don't... Yeah, okay. Leon Leon and Sid, I think, had already told us that Ansem was the ruler of their world. Yeah. Uh, so, underneath his castle, there's, there's Heartless multiplying underground for some reason, which is creepy. Sounds bad. Uh, and he he was studying them, and he he named them the Heartless. Uh, this is a uh, this is something that I'm gonna have to be keeping in mind because I I don't know if they ever explain why there's Heartless like multiplying in the shadows under the castle. It's fucking creepy though. Yeah, yeah, it's a good little bit of world building for sure. We we will get one more Ansem report uh, after Halloween Town, and I I'm a huge fan of that one, so I'm excited for that. Uh. They they seal the keyhole. Uh, <laughs> there's a very weird conversation here where Ariel is like, Sora, what is your world like? And he's just like, oh, you know. And she's like, yeah. Anyway, I hope I get to explore other worlds someday. <laughs> I don't know why he just completely dodges the question. Yeah, I, I don't know who wants It's like, oh, it's kind of a boring, like, beach place. <laughs> it's It's a beach. I think I have a house that you don't get to see. I don't know. Also, my mom is still there, probably. Probably. Who cares about that? Oh. Yeah, that's the end of uh, Atlantica. Yeah. Uh, next, we get Halloween Town. Uh, were you were you an enjoyer of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, yeah, I like I like that movie. I mean, once, I think I, once it stopped scaring me too much, I liked it a lot. Mm, I think I kind of missed it when it was new. I think I went back and watched it in college. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I I never I never like got into it, but watching Halloween Town and Kingdom Hearts, there was just so many points where I was just like, 
even though it's not really my kind of thing, there's just so much stuff that is like so good about it. Like the the Danny Elfman score, yeah, undeniably really good. I love uh, I love the mayor of Halloween Town where he's got the the happy face and the sad face on the back of his head. Yeah, absolutely. I think like no, it's not even like really like my aesthetic either, but I think it's just undeniably like well done. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh god, what was, oh, I really liked, uh, Zero, the little dog that's Mm -hmm. like a ghost. Yeah. It's good shit. It's got a little Rudolph the Reindeer Happy Halloween, everyone. Congratulations to the people who are into this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You got. Great news for Halloween fans. Nightmare Before Christmas exists. Yeah, it's kind of a Christmas movie, but whatever. It's, you got it. Uh, so... Oh, yeah, we get our second transformation, as I mentioned before. Sora, Donald, and Goofy are all, like, monsterfied. Yeah, I like this. I think it's good. My favorite one, I love that Donald is, like, a like a fucked-up mummy, but specifically that, like, sort of his midsection, the bandages, like, don't fully wrap around him, and there's just, like, empty space. Yeah, it looks That's, great. It's so good. I think so- there's also- Sora's is the they- least good, I think. He's just, yeah, he he just looks like a he just looks like a spooky asshole. Yeah, he's like a little demon or something. I don't know what he's supposed to be. He's got like a weird little pumpkin beret. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to shout out about it is that they not only did they give them like costume changes, they like retextured everything for this. Yeah. Like the heartless have their own like kind of like sort of it is it it's stop motion, right? The original is yeah. It's it's like yeah yeah. Uh, they, they kind of made the, the Heartless have, like, sort of a gritty, rough texture, like they're actually animated in the way that the movie is. It's, it's a really cool little detail. hmm Yeah, it's great. But yeah, they, they go into the town and all the Heartless are just floating there calmly? <laughs> yeah. Just literally hanging out? And, uh... <laughs> The mayor walks in and is like, presenting the great Jack Skellington! And the heartless, like, gesture to the fountain as he climbs out, like, here he is! <laughs> it's fucking weird. I I don't think they really make it make sense that this is happening, to be honest. I thought it was just kind of like, well, heartless are sort of down with this whole vibe, you know? <laughs> I, God, I, maybe, I... Because basically what they explain is that Dr. Finkelstein has created a guidance system. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, though, because it, it almost feels like they're implying that the Heartless are robots. I think it's... There's a part where he has a Heartless, like, on a, like, an examination table, and it's just, like, seemingly deactivated. Yeah, I I didn't think it's that they're robots. I thought it's just that they are, like beings without like a will of their own i guess so whatever the case they came here for the keyhole and then they stayed for the performance of it all yeah right uh yeah so basically what happens is that uh sora follows jack as he goes to talk to dr finkelstein uh because he's like the heartless their their movements just aren't scary enough uh for the big celebration uh, so, yeah, Finkelstein says something about, like, the guidance system that he invented to control them. Uh, I think that, 
I think they kind of just leave that hanging to a weird extent where one, I think Sora or maybe Goofy is like, guys, wouldn't it be great if we could control the Heartless not to attack people? And then, <laughs> and then they ultimately just leave and never like follow up on that. Yeah, it is weird. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if the conclusion is like this only works in in, in Halloween Town or or what. But yeah, <laughs> I do like the idea that the Heartless are just like the vibes here are phenomenal. I honestly can't think of another reason why they're so down. <laughs> this is just like this is their like vacation home. Yeah, there, there's the. Yeah, they they you find the heartless in the other worlds, and they're like, "Yeah, we're working right now. It's different." <laughs> Can you not, please, not hit on me? I'm at work. <laughs> Can you please not hit on me or hit me? Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. Yeah, Jack speculates that maybe what they need is a heart to sort of conduct the guidance system. Uh. They conveniently already have, like, a big sort of clockwork heart with a giant keyhole in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they pull out this heart, and they're like, hmm, but we'll need the key. And Sora's like, oh, I... (laughs) Funny you should mention that. Yeah, they don't... They aren't really... They don't really seem all that interested in Sora just having the keyblade, either. Yeah, Jack, why did I put this keyhole on the heart when I made it? I don't have a key for it. Ah, shit. Sora's like, I have a key. They're like, oh, thank God. Can you open that up? Great. Thank you. Bye. I, mean, I guess Halloween Town is just weird, so they're like, okay, cool, another weird thing. Great. <laughs> yeah, that was our argument for Wonderland, uh, and it <laughs> that'll just be the logic for a lot of worlds to come. Yeah, yeah. We do things a little differently in Pride Rock. Yeah, Sora does his thing with the key. Uh, he, oh yeah, he tells Donald, he's like, oh yeah, come on, Donald, like, think about it. Like, if, if it keeps the Heartless peaceful, this could be great. And meanwhile, he's just like, I just, I just want to watch them dance around. Yeah, I mean, it's entrancing. <laughs> They're beautiful. Honestly, though, I, I really like the, the particular Heartless that they have in Halloween Town. They're like the, I think they're called search ghosts. They're they're wearing like weird butler suits. I I think, and they have like like droopy hands. And they kind of float around. Yeah, they they're good. I was kind of like, yeah, would anyone Halloween Town really even notice Heartless? They just kind of feel like they fit in. <laughs> the Heartless are actually coming from Halloween Town. Oh, there we go, crackpot corner. <laughs> oh shit, I already have one. Uh, okay, let me just make a note here. So anyway, uh. They, they like, gather all these, like, emotion ingredients. I didn't write down what any of them are. Uh, it's, like, a frog and for the heartbeat. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember all the rest of them. Just a bunch of gross, a bunch of gross things. I, I did like the, uh, the sort of, <laughs> I don't know what to say, like, camera work on this scene i mean it does that doesn't that's not right but yeah for lack of a better term because they 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 do like a very like it felt very matching to the style of the original i guess is what i'm getting at when they show off all the different like the frog and like nails on a chalkboard and stuff yeah no it's it's very well done i liked it a lot yeah it's yeah i'm not describing it very well but what else is new uh so yeah, they 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 try to make the heart, but it it just kind of sputters out. And Finkelstein's like, "Oh, we we need memories. 
can you go find Sally? I think she will have memories somehow in whatever way. And this is like, even though they're doing like a fun Halloween town, this is like actual in-universe theory for how hearts work, right? Oh, in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Now I kind of wish that I had written down what he says goes into a heart. Because, yeah, this actually <laughs> this actually does kind of line up with the general understanding of what a heart is well, in Kingdom Hearts. It seems like memories may be the only part that they're really right about, potentially. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a few things, but I didn't write down what any of them are, so I can't elaborate on that. But they, they go outside, the mayor has uh, activated his upset face... And he says uh, that the Heartless have gone haywire. Not, I don't think it's ever really clear why. It's just like, we tried to give the heart and failed. So now they're mad at us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, people are so good at hiding in these games. We go to the graveyard and we they like fight some Heartless. And then Jack's like, oh, Zero will help us find Sally. And Zero just, like, floats behind a, like, a statue three feet away from them, and Sally's like, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's better at hiding than Jasmine. She was at least all the way obscured by something. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see her until she came out from behind it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give her that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if that's if that's the benchmark for hiding, then she is better than, than Jasmine. Uh and yeah, they tell her they're looking for memory, and she gives them these like extremely nash- nasty, shriveled forget-me-nots. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- it's pretty good. Is that? I think that might be from the movie. Ah, okay. Yeah, that would make sense because otherwise, I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, where where Finkelstein's like Sally will know. Uh, yeah, she she kind of tries to talk Jack out of this whole heartless thing, and even as the heartless are like rampaging through the town, Jack is just like, "Nah, yeah, trust me. Once we get them dancing, it's gonna all be worth it." Uh, and then uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel uh, jump out of a coffin and reveal that they were watching the whole thing, and they they say they're gonna go tell Oogie Boogie mm-hmm. after everyone leaves. I mean, they they don't just go up yeah, to Jack right, and be yeah. like, "We're gonna tell Oogie Boogie." Yeah. Yeah, they basically, they go back, they they try the memory, and it still doesn't work, so Finkelstein says they need surprise. Uh, then there's a little, there's a little, like, memorize the order minigame with some ghosts flying out of tombstones, and it makes a big pumpkin explode, and there's a jack-in-the-box inside, and that's Kingdom Hearts for you. That sounds... And that's, that's surprise. Sounds fun. <laughs> it's not. Uh... We get uh, we get a little scene here where the where Lockshock and Barrel are like cowering from Oogie Boogie as he like cackles about his plan to steal the heart and take over the Heartless, which is kind of weird considering that like he's one of the villains from the Evil Room, so I feel like he could probably just control them. Well, not cause not like, in Halloween Jafar Town because they're huh? not in Halloween Town because they're all into what Jack's doing here. I guess so. They just want to dance. Uh, any anywhere else it would have worked. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is a scene where Finkelstein is like, "Okay, we've got the best heart ever. Let's do it." And Beryl, the littlest of the kids, just like jumps out and trips his like electronic wheelchair. Yeah, the shitty kids. <laughs> Which is it's like that's a terrible thing to do, but also <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're just going to get hurt. I don't know that that's actually going <laughs> to Yeah, it's a pretty sturdy chair. 
And it's a small small kid. Yeah, but they, they grab the heart, they run away. Uh this is where Sora like chases them to Oogie Boogie's house and they confront them on the top floor and then they proceed to beat up three tiny tiny children. I mean, they're are they even children? Well, I did my research ahead of time on this one. Antagonists Wiki tells me that they're seven, eight, and nine. Oh. Well, okay. Um, I do like that they get in the little tub with the coffee that walks around. That's a we do love to see the uh, the tub with the coffee. Yep, feet watch. Uh, this, the, I, the, this tub's got feet. Oh boy, there's no getting away from it. <laughs> no. It's like they're programming more feet into the game for you. Yeah, I I, I gave Namura a call. <laughs> I distinctly remember that in the original version of Kingdom Hearts, the the tub is just wearing shoes. It's wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is my cut. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I like that uh, when when you finish beating up the children. <laughs> I like that Lock and Shock, the two older kids, immediately are like, it was Beryl. He did it. He did the whole thing. That's true life. I've been there. <laughs> I never did that to my younger brother. Yeah. I mean, it was no, more was like my friends brother. doing it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was a good brother. Don't ask my brother. Uh, they go down to what the game refers to as the torture chamber, but it's just like a a roulette table. Yeah, I think that's in the movie. I don't. Remember. This cannot be from the movie. Is it? I feel like he has like a gambling thing going on. I, you know, and I'm, Does I he? haven't seen that movie in a long time. I should stop. Yeah, I don't think it looks like this though. I mean, yeah, he is always like rolling dice and stuff. Maybe there isn't a big roulette table though. Uh oh no! no there, everything's coming up. No, from there is Kingdom actually. Hearts. Yeah, I think I'm seeing I'm seeing pictures. Of a roulette table. I'm see- well, I'm seeing a lot of pictures of people who have inexplicably made DIY. Oh, no, maybe. No, you you must be right. Because there's official Disney merch of an Oogie Boogie roulette wheel candy dish. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I guess I should rewatch that movie. Good thing it's almost. I kind of want to now. Yeah. It's it's good. Although I, I probably can't because I assume it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. It's too bad there's no other way to find movies to watch. Nope. Well, maybe next week when we go to Neverland, I'll become a pirate. Oh, interesting. That's a joke, FBI. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I gotta say, though, I I really like Oogie Boogie in this. I love his voice. I love that he's a bag of bugs. Yeah, Oogie Boogie's a good He's villain. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He, he does... I honestly feel like he doesn't really get much to do, though, which is kind of a shame. We see a lot more of, like, Jafar and Maleficent. Oogie Boogie just gets, like, two cutscenes and then a boss fight. Well, after you beat him, he does get to horrifically shit out all of his bugs. Yeah, he does shit out bugs until he is dead. Yeah. Or is he? Uh, well, he actually... That's not true. He shits out bugs until he becomes a house. Yeah. Oh, I've got a joke here. You ready? Ooh, okay. Um, More like Oogie Biggie when he's the size of a house. Because he gets big. He's big. Nice. Thank you. Uh, I wrote that one down. Yeah, there's a roulette table boss fight that I think I hated, but I might have liked it. It's so hard to remember. Uh, oh, I do like when he he takes the heart and he, he eats it. He yeah. eats the entire, like, giant leathery heart <laughs> in one gulp. And he's like, 
all right, come on, Heartless. And just two Heartless appear, and he's like, fuck, God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, I, there really is something weird going on with the Heartless in Halloween Town. I, I, I wonder if that was something Nomura wanted to explore and just kind of didn't. I don't know. This <laughs> this is my my imagination of of Nomura's vision is that like if he had his perfect version of the game, it would be like a full thirty hours exploring the the metaphysics of hearts within Halloween Town. <laughs> yeah, every world would deal with a different theme for the length of an entire video game. If the world's a little bit spooky, then the heartless are just kind of into it. They just like it. It chills them out. Yeah. But then, then they try to make him dance, and they're just like, this is not for me. I'm going to kill you. When your Heartless is acting like that, it's because it's distressed because you haven't created a spooky enough environment for your Heartless. <laughs> heartless only do this when they're very upset. That's right. You, you don't deserve to own a Heartless. <laughs> they should take your Heartless away from you, Oogie Boogie. Well, they as, as well as all of the bugs. <laughs> and they do. And they do. And then he becomes his house. Yeah. Is that explained or does he just become house? I, he just sees his house. I don't know. He just becomes his house. Yeah. Does this happen in the movie? He becomes his own house? I don't remember that. I feel like Fellas, I Fellas? I feel like I would. Fellas, do you ever become your own house? <laughs> you ever get so mad you become your own house? <laughs> uh, yeah, they fight his house. I... <laughs> it's a weird boss fight. I really like it though. Yeah, it looks great. I it, yeah. yeah, you're like climbing up. It it you know what it rem- it feels kind of like Banjo-Kazooie to me. Mm. Like just this weird sort of wacky like platforming boss fight. I don't know. It's it's pretty different from the rest of the games, but I really like it. Um Anyway, they kill him dead. I I think he comes back in the sequel somehow, but he fully explodes. I mean, he has like a, a spirit in a burlap sack, so you can kind of believe maybe that. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I guess Ursula comes back too, and she also exploded, so whatever. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they blow up his entire house, which is him, and the keyhole is just on the ground. That's where it was here. Yeah, but then, like, Sora shoots the moon, and then it gets the keyhole. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, like, it reflects off the moon, and then he, uh, is how he shoots the keyhole That's for some cool. reason. very Portal 2. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I do have a, a quick a quick side note here on, on a little gameplay thing that I find quite harrowing, is, uh... I, I think I mentioned before that one of the collectibles throughout the game is, uh, the Dalmatian puppies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like every every so often, you can go back to the Dalmatian house in Traverse Town, and they'll like give you a little reward if you get all of them. Um, there is after you destroy the house, if you come back, there's a, a little like slope down under the ground that is now uh, explorable now that the house is gone. And if you walk down it, there's a guillotine at the bottom. And under the guillotine is a ch- a chest containing four of the puppies. That's that is troubling. That's a very weird one. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess. Yeah. Why did Oogie Boogie do that? Yeah. Normally, I because they're like, oh yeah, you know the bo- Maleficent's friends. They have the Ansem reports. Like, okay, cool. 
they never really explain how the uh, the Dalmatians end up in the boxes, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. I don't need yeah, to know. They're whatever. just collectibles. Yeah. Cool. Why are they under the guillotine? <laughs> I can't. I have no idea. Yeah, in there's there's going to be like a Kingdom Hearts one and a half in a few years where it's just like Cruella Deville <laughs> goes from world to world, <laughs> just putting the dogs in boxes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this played, played by Emma Stone. Played by Emma Stone. Played by Emma Stone. It's an FMV cutscene. God, that reminds me. The fucking Kingdom Hearts like uh, like animatic pilot went up, and I still haven't watched it. Oh yeah, me neither. I feel like I need to do that for for this podcast and for myself. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely do that for the next show. Yeah. So uh, we go back to Finkelstein's lab. Jack like apologizes for not listening to Sally. She says that's okay. So that that problem is solved. Is Sally a princess uh, of heart? Nope. Okay. That. Hmm. Okay. She's too spooky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's a pattern to who is and who isn't. Because like most of them are like the classic Disney princesses: Cinderella, Sleeping right. Beauty, etc. But then Alice in Wonderland. Then there's Alice. Who's not a princess in any capacity. Is it just, like, the first movies? <sighs> I don't know, because, like, Little Mermaid is... Well, Little Mermaid's... Yeah, uh, it's older than Aladdin. Little Mermaid is older than uh, Beauty and the Beast, and Belle is one of them. Yeah. Just, no. I don't know. I think they must have just been like, well, it can't be... It can't be Ariel, because the logistics of that are, are challenging. Yeah, that just seems... So we, we'll replace her with Alice. Just seems silly to me, because, like... I mean, who cares, really, I guess, but, like, um, you can do, like, all sorts of magic, whatever. You could have her be around pretty easy. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just weird that, like, Alice and Jasmine are princesses of heart who get kidnapped as, like, part of the story of their worlds. But then, like, most of the other worlds, like, even when there is, like, a female lead, she's just completely unrelated to that whole story. Maybe it just would have been excessive if every kingdom had a princess getting kidnapped. Yeah, I, yes, that, I mean, it would be. I'm glad not every woman that you meet is kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that, that that's probably the real reason. Yeah. Because they were like, yeah, so then... Then you go to Cinderella World, and she gets kidnapped, and then you go to Beauty and the Beast World, and she gets kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why they didn't do that, come to think of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just usually wouldn't give them that much credit, but yeah, that might be it. Yeah. We get a very funny uh, final line in Halloween Town as uh, Dr. Finkelstein is like, I just don't know why the heart didn't work. You know what, though? I don't even really know what a heart is. And that's just kind of the end. <laughs> yeah, that rules. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for Ansem Report number seven. And I love this one. The fact that this is in here at all is so hilarious to me. So here we go. I am studying material from the meteors that rained down on that fateful night. What a find. The material is foreign to our world. It is elastic to the touch. And when two pieces are combined, they bond easily. None of the records even mention such a substance. Was it introduced to this world when I opened the door? I wonder how many other such materials drift through the atmosphere of this tiny world. I wish I could soar off and find out. Could there be uncharted worlds up there? My curiosity never ceases to grow. 
but I should stop speaking of such unrealistic dreams. For now, there is no way to venture outside this world. My people and I are all but prisoners of this tiny place. We got gummy block lore. Y- yeah. Also, weird lore about them being stuck in a tiny planet. I think that's interesting, though, because it, it kind of draws a parallel between Ansem and uh, uh, Sora and Riku. It does. Also, okay, so here's something to think about. And I don't know, maybe I've thought about this more than the writers of this, but to know that you're on a tiny planet, you would have to have the concept that a planet to live on could be bigger, and I don't think you would if you were on a planet that you couldn't leave. So, like, are they hmm. not from there originally? I am trying to think what this character knew at the time that this would have happened. I think that he would have had that information at this point. I think I think that he knows things about the outside world, but he can't leave at this point. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's weird that, like, we don't really think of ourselves as prisoners on Earth, I guess, is my point. <laughs> like, you know? Well, he mentions, so he mentions the meteors that rained down that fateful night. So we know that that is actually the barrier of the world being broken by the heartless. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this, I think that I put a pin in this at the time. Uh, this is where we officially learned that gummy blocks are the shattered fragments of the barriers of the world. Okay. And that's why they are able to like, travel through the outer space because that's where they're from which i think is a great little detail yeah that is good especially considering that there's absolutely no need for it but uh yeah so ansem is doing the gummy ship building mini game uh he opened some door we don't really know about that at this point uh but he he speculates that him opening the door is what caused the meteor shower uh Although, yeah, he... Oh, oh, no, no, no. So he says, could there be uncharted worlds up there? So that doesn't necessarily mean that he does or doesn't know about other worlds, just uncharted ones. Right. Uh, but yeah, so this is... We're seeing Ansem kind of getting getting restless in his own, his own world and wanting to go explore, much like uh, Sora and Riku. And Ariel. Yeah. The- Ansem, Ariel, just saying. Mensa. Get- Mensa. <laughs> Marielle. Yeah. Uh, this is where uh, I think Theater Mode decided to put the entirety of Hundred Acre Wood. Sure did. This one is kind of weird to just have the cutscenes because this is like... You're supposed to collect the missing pages, which add like new locations throughout the game and keep coming back and get a little bit at a time. And each one has, like, a little mini-game attached, so it's probably pretty disjointed in only cutscenes, but here we go. Uh, Sora goes into Merlin's book, and he finds Winnie the Pooh from Winnie the Pooh, sitting on a log. A big meme of Winnie the Pooh in Kingdom Hearts is how he's just, like, constantly having an existential crisis. I mean, that's just kind of what Winnie the Pooh does. Is it? I... I I definitely enjoyed Winnie the Pooh when I was very little, but I don't really remember much about it. Yeah, I mean, I I just think he, I feel like part of the joke is that, you know, he's thinking, he has trouble thinking about things because he's not smart, but then some of the questions he's pondering are kind of big ones. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pondering 
how to say goodbye to himself. Yeah, super ominous thing to say, my man. <laughs> I mean, even when he explains it, it's still very ominous, because Sora's like, what do you mean? What is, what is that about? And he's like, oh, well, you know, all my friends have been going missing one by one, and I, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to any of them. So, you know, before I disappear, I'd like to say goodbye to myself. I just don't know how. Yeah, it's really... <laughs> That's fucking dark, Pooh. Yeah, it's it was... <laughs> Pooh, do you need to talk to somebody? Or he would love to, but they're all gone. Yeah, that's true. Which is even sadder. Yeah. Uh so yeah, again, every time we go from place to place, it means that there's been like hours of gameplay and a new page has been found, so it's just gonna be it's just gonna be weird and disjointed. Sora goes to Pooh's house now. Uh Pooh is looking at his empty honey pots and he's like Oh, I'm starving, but there's there's no honey tree, so I can't get honey. <laughs> and then you go to the honey tree, because now you have the honey tree page. Yep. And Piglet is here. I guess this is where Piglet was when the book got torn up. So Piglet is like, he's also panicking. He's like, oh god, I'm all alone, oh god. And he's also scared of I Sora. Like yeah, I love that he's like, oh, no, I'm so alone. There's nobody else here. And then Sora shows up and he's like, oh, shit. No. <laughs> Stay back. I, I kind of get I, I get it, Piglet. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, Sora explains that he's a friend of Pooh's. Uh, Pooh is here. Uh, he smelled the honey and came running. Uh, this is where <laughs> Piglet says that before he, like, got put into a torn page pocket dimension, he was getting a balloon that Pooh had asked for. Yeah, because Pooh's... Pooh so he finally hands it to Pooh, and he's like, here it is, why did you want this? And Pooh's like, well, I'm gonna hold on to the... what? Oh, I have his exact quote, because it, it made me laugh. I shall hold on to the balloon and fly like a bee up the honey tree, see? Well, that's that's the that I I watched a lot of Pooh as a kid. This is when he's going to pretend to be a little rain cloud and and steal the honey. I live for this shit. Is it? Oh, I didn't even think about the possibility. That these are like actual known Winnie the Pooh moments. Yeah, he sings a little song to himself as he's flying over the honey, trying to so, trying to make the bees not notice him. Ah, oh, that's that is delightful. It's good, and then it doesn't work, and the bees do chase him. <laughs> well in this we just cut to him up at the top of the tree just slopping honey into his mouth because he had sora to help him this time the minigame for the record is you are climbing the tree after poo as he floats up with his balloons and just fending off gigantic swarms of bees <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good it's pretty good i i i really don't think that it will come across uh in theater mode but I love the hundred acre wood in this game. It's just, it's so nice as you're, you're off doing your, your, your adventures and care, like princesses are being kidnapped and you're not, there's like, cause like Alice gets kidnapped and Jasmine gets kidnapped and like, you don't save them when it happens. Like that's just left hanging there mm -hmm. in the air. And you're like, Oh, Riku is Riku's evil now. And he hates me. But then you always get to come back to the Hundred Acre Wood and just have like a nice, a nice chill time. It's really, it's really good. I really like it. Yeah, it seems seems like it'd be a good not all at once. Um, yeah, and it does really sh throw in a sharp relief. Like, oh yeah, this is a game for kids. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> one detail that I that I love uh, is that when you're because you've got like the little command menu when you're 
in the game. It's got like, you know, fight, magic, items, etc. When you're in the Hundred Acre Wood, they change the word fight to hit. <laughs> That's good. You're not you're not fighting anyone. You're just you're just hitting stuff with your stick. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, we then go to Rabbit's house where Pooh has gotten stuck in the window. This feel, this must be a, yeah. This is this is a big one. Yep. This has to be a Winnie the Pooh classic. Yep. Uh, oh, you never all oh. fucking Snake Oil Rabbit is like, oh, you know what'll slim him down so he'll get out of the window is carrot juice tonic. Didn't you say carrot top juice? Carrot top juice. Excuse me. Yeah, because I was thinking about that and like I'm pretty sure carrot tops on the juice, but it sure hasn't made him smaller. <laughs> yeah they give it to they give it to Pooh and he just gets fucking huge um if you haven't seen the thing with Pooh stuck in Rabbit's window it's kind of great cause he's stuck there for so long and they can't get him out so Rabbit like wants to make his home homey with Pooh there so he starts decorating his butt to try to make it like fit in with, <laughs> fit in with the decor of his building it's, it's great old Winnie the Pooh cartoons are good that's really good yeah uh, so Tigger shows up and he's here now. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll say this. I'll say it. I never liked Tigger. He was always my least favorite Winnie the Pooh character when I was a a fan. Oh wow, yeah, controversial. I know it's controversial. He's just he's just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of his thing. I don't know. It's I I. It's great when you're a little scamp. Oh, see, I was I was a good boy. Actually, I was again. I was a good boy, but I wanted to be a scamp, which is sadder, (laughs) I think. (laughs) Also, I there's Pooh's butt. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) Enjoy that, podcast (laughs) listeners. Oh, that's great. Why does Rabbit have a pipe? That's upsetting. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. It's gotta gotta enjoy that carrot top juice somehow. Huh. It's like a bong situation, you see. Drinking it out of a pipe. Interesting. Not necessarily how I would do it, but I probably... I don't think I would drink carrot top juice, to be honest. That sounds disgusting. Doesn't sound very good, no. I don't think so. Carrot juice is good, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tigger explains (laughs) that because his bouncing ground was on another page that got torn out, he can't go there, so he's just going to destroy Rabbit's vegetable patch instead. Yeah, he immediately destroys the bridge. (laughs) <laughs> and then yeah. uh there's a there's a mini game where you have to like i think i think you have to juggle tigger <laughs> really i think that's what you have to do to stop him from destroying the vegetable patch <laughs> while rabbit like frantically tries to collect carrots uh that's great i don't think we ever see Pooh drink the carrot top juice i think sora just body slams Pooh's ass out the window that'll do it that'll do it uh he he like flies out the window and like slams into a pile of honey pots that Rabbit has and Rabbit's just like oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Rabbit is not having a good time. No. But that's it. That's just his life. I, I really wish I lived in a world with just pots of honey like that. Like it always looked really great as a kid. You just ram my it whole really yeah. Ram my whole the honey pots, crabby patties, anything like that. Yeah. Just like I, I would love to just have a big pot of honey and just scoop, and I could. You could, but it has to look like this. No, it needs to. It has to look like that, and I've got to cover my whole fist in honey, and then shove my whole fist in my mouth. And I have to be nude from the waist down. That is part of it. Yes, 
an important part of it. Mm-hmm. That's why he loves it so much. It's true. The- <laughs> this part is ridiculous. I forgot about this. Uh, the next page, uh, they find Eeyore, and he has lost his tail. Uh, so Sora, or probably Pooh, comes up with the idea of, let's get on this big, like, swing from the tree on the hill, and then we'll get, like, a bird's eye view, and we'll be able to find the tail. But instead what happens is that Pooh jumps off the swing onto Eeyore's house and crushes it. (laughs) Yeah. But then he finds the tail and Eeyore walks over and he's like, thanks, Pooh, this is just what I wanted. (laughs) Thanks for destroying my house. I didn't even want it. Yeah. I don't know what this last part was. They just... Just everyone disappears again, but th- I don't know. I don't remember what this mini game was. All all I wrote down is that everyone goes missing again and Sora finds them all. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's probably a hide and seek mini game. I don't know. Uh, then they they all sit on top of a hill. They look at the stars. They all think about how happy they are to be reunited with each other. Uh, Sora asks Pooh what what he's so lost in thought about, and he says. That because because uh, all of his friends are back, now he has to think of something to think about. <laughs> that's a good that's a good poo moment. It's a it's a good poo moment, and uh, really, I I can see why uh, there's that. It's fucking annoying, and I hate it. But I also totally understand whenever people are like, Winnie the Pooh is about mental health. Yeah, I mean, maybe. But theory, Rabbit has depression. It's like, of course he does. Look at what he's dealing with. <laughs> well, Eeyore's the one with depression. Oh, sorry. Eeyore is depression. That's right. Uh, everyone says Rabbit is OCD, I think. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I don't, anyway. It's like, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think that's. I don't. I mean, kind of, but that's not really it, folks. Um, I, I did think it was weird that they're all there except for Rue's mom. And they're like, we're all together. But Kanga's definitely not there. Oh yeah, I think I think we see Kanga in two. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I think we even get fucking Heffalump in three for no reason. Oh man, that yeah, Heffalumps and Woozles are great, but they are terrifying when you are poo age. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he uh, Sora tells them that he's got to go find his own friends now. I made I made it sound. I didn't mean to make it sound like he was telling them to go fuck themselves. No. He's he's like, I've I've got some friends who are also missing and I need to go find them. He, uh, he does an end of breakfast club pose to them as he's walking away. <laughs> does he? Yeah, he does like a fist up while looking away from them and then turns around and smiles Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they all, they all say goodbye to Sora and they're like, uh, if you ever want to visit again, we'll always be here waiting for you. And then they... The book closes, and the cover has Sora walking with uh, Pooh, Piglet, and Tigger, and he's holding Pooh's hand. It's adorable. It's adorable. Love that shit. Uh, yeah, that's that's the Hundred Acre Wood. Very inconsequential, but it's just a nice, wholesome little time. Yeah, I'm glad that it was in there. I mean, I guess because it shows up in other games, it's good to have the context. Yeah. Now, I teased it earlier, but I I do have a Crackpot Corner. Late on I me. think this is my first full crackpot corner okay i'm ready 
I'll <laughs> I'll try to keep them coming, but it, again, it, it's hard to it's hard to come up with theories for things that I know nope. for things that I largely already know the answers to. Okay. Uh, why can Monstro fly through space? It's it seems weird, right? Mm-hmm. Because everyone else needs a ship. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason for that because Monstro is not a resident of Pinocchio's world like you might think. Oh. It's not like, oh yeah, Pinocchio, Geppetto, Jiminy, they're all in that world and Monstro's there also and then the world gets destroyed and Monstro ends up in space. Uh-uh-uh-uh. All the locations that we fly to in the ocean between are worlds themselves. Oh. So why would Monstro be any different? You know, he's... Yeah. If we think about gameplay, he's he's got rooms, he's got treasure, he's got Heartless, he's got boss fights... There are people living inside of him, which that's that's all the things that make up a world in these games. So if a world like Traverse Town can have a heart, then so can a world like Monstro, which means that somewhere in Monstro, probably his uvula, there is a keyhole to be locked. And Sora doesn't lock a keyhole. They just leave. They get sneezed out. This means... That for the rest of the franchise after this, all the Heartless we will ever see are pouring out of Monstro's gob. Because Sora never locked the keyhole. Okay. I don't see any holes in this theory. There you go. That's, that, is the, that is the goal of this segment, is to say true things that are indisputable. Yeah, take it from me, a Kingdom Heart expert um, who <laughs> stopped playing at the end, at halfway through Agrabah. <laughs> I mean, if if you can vouch for it, that just means that it makes perfect sense using all the information that we have at our at our disposal. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's perfect. It's a perfect theory. Okay. So, Kingdom Hearts four, Sora is gonna go back to Monstro and right the wrongs, and he's gonna kill Monstro. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, think about it. He's gonna find Monstro. It's gonna be like a shadow whale. It's gonna be completely overrun. No, Sora's gonna make him his friend because he's a Goku. <laughs> hmm. Well, he's got at least he's got to put like a tent over Monstro and fumigate him. Okay. Yeah. That's the uh, yeah yeah yeah. You definitely got to. Okay. Do that. He'll fumigate Monstro. He'll lock the keyhole and then he'll apologize and they'll shake hands. There we go. That that sounds correct. Okay. That will happen in Kingdom Hearts Four. Uh. Yeah. All right. Uh. We can mark that one as confirmed. Perfect. Great. Maybe next week I'll get into why the Heartless are actually from Halloween Town, which will completely conflict with that theory, but also still be true. Well, maybe Halloween Town's inside of Monstro. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm going to even pretend as a joke to do this, it is Halloween Town that you're on the way to when. Mo- no, it's Atlantica. Mm. Shit. Never mind. Well, Monstro's everywhere, so. Unconfirmed. Mm. We'll see. Monster, the whole the whole franchise takes place in Monstro's mouth. Theory, yeah, you never actually leave Monstro. <laughs> that's that's what Kingdom Hearts Four actually is: is you finally leave Monstro and you're back in Kingdom Hearts One, and you got to finish up Kingdom Hearts One. <laughs> uh, next week we've got Neverland, uh, and then we we've got our first well Destiny Islands, notwithstanding. We've got a we've got an original world that we're going to explore, oh. and we're going to be spending quite a bit of time there. Okay, exciting. So, yeah we we will probably not be able to do the whole thing 
next episode because yeah, it's it's a it's a long one. Got it. But yeah, next week Neverland and our first foray into the world of Hollow Bastion. Great, can't wait. I'm excited. Hollow Bastion is is good, 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 good shit. Uh, but I think that's I think that's all I got. Yeah. Um, not making any promises, but I am really thinking about playing these games. Mm. But I don't think I want to. I don't want to play along because I think that would maybe actually make the thing that we're doing worse. <laughs> so. Are you going to, like, play behind? I think that's kind of what I might do. I have to figure this out because also I don't know when I would have time in my life for it. But I do want to – I've got the bug now. But, yeah. Nice. So uh, but so I may start giving reports on how I'm doing with, with Kingdom sure. Hearts. Sure. I mean, I'll, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Going back to Kingdom Hearts 1 last time I played it, I was surprised at how much I liked it as, like, as a game. I still think that the level design is kind of shit. The combat's a little lacking. The platforming is pretty bad, but I think it's still pretty solid. Well, we'll see. We'll see what I think. Yeah, I I will not at all be disappointed if you uh, if you decide that you actually don't want to play it after all. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for this time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you lied. Uh, you didn't. You. You weren't a nasty boy, was I not? I still t- no, I, I honestly don't think you really were. I talked about I talked about tub feet. You you tried, you tried. Yeah, maybe it's you tried to shoehorn it in, much like a foot into a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Edit point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good that I said that. Yeah, I liked it. Um, uh, yeah, I, uh, did, what the fuck, what do we do? Uh, we're hoisted, we're hosted on noisepace.xyz. We're hoisted. We're hoisted by our own noise On our own network on noisepace.xyz, where you can listen to stuff like, uh, Island Shuffle, My Pod Cabbages. Henry Kister's Pokemon Going to Die. Henry Kister's Pokemon Going to Die, that's on there, and I was on it, and I, I mean, I might as well still be. Okay. Not <laughs> not because it's active, but because it's inactive. Oh, my bad. Technically, we're all on Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die right now. Oh, okay. There's also LMNOP about elementary. There's Forward Forward ReZero. That's a good one. Yeah. Check them out. Check them out. Check it out. Check them out. And, uh, you know, listen to... I like Zero to Zero. You should listen to that show. Oh, thank you. And, um, I don't know, listen to the F Plus and the extra credit. Or extra credit. Not yeah, listen to those. I don't know if we've shouted those out. Not in a minute, so yeah, listen to those. Go to the F plus, go to the extra credit. The extra credit. <laughs> uh I think I think all the uh all the garbage day streams are up on YouTube now. Check those out. Yeah, that was a time. Listen listen to me talk about Myers Briggs Vore, which I still don't understand. <laughs> oh man. Um and video game poetry, which I absolutely understand. Yeah. Uh, and until next time, Key Blade. Key Blade. Key Blade. Oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, I'm I'm brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Until next time, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we haven't even met Mickey Mouse. What the fuck did I think that was gonna be? I don't know. Bye. I... <laughs> Keyblade is. I think Keyblade's fine. 
We love Keyblade. We love Keyblade. Bye. Bye. Hi there. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm just thinking. Oh. I was thinking of how to say goodbye to Pooh. Pooh? Yes. Wait a second. You're Pooh? Yes, I'm Winnie the Pooh. Pooh for short. Who are you? I'm Sora. Oh, hello, Sora. Have you come to say goodbye to Pooh, too? Well, no. Why would I do that? We've only just met. Because everyone's gone away.